What's up, Marvelites? Welcome to a very special episode of This Week in Marvel. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, and we're joined by... Mr. Clark Craig, Fr- a.k.a. Yeah. Marvel's Agent Coulson. Yes! Yes! You know, I, so I was thinking the other day that the first time I met you was actually on the set of Avengers. Way back when, I was part of this press tour group thing that came, and my first impression of you was you came to dinner with like... Oh, you were 30, at that dinner? I was at that dinner with like 40 hardcore movie and comic book nerd journalists. You just came and you shot the breeze with everybody. You went from table to table. You were hanging out. It was a really nice moment for me. It was like, oh, you were just so cool. And you were talking to everybody. It was just fun. And you made this great impression. So, and going back, that was what, like eight years ago, seven years ago, something like that? Well, yeah, when were we shooting the Avengers? It was was... 11, 2011? 2011. Yeah. Yeah. And so now here we are. And in five years of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is just incredible. Nuts. A hundred episodes. Oh, over a hundred at this point. Yeah, we're, we're shooting the hundred and first right now. Hundred and first. Do you have any specific memories that you really like latch onto over those hundred and one episodes? I mean, a hundred and one episodes of television, just from an acting perspective, that's times eight days eight pretty long days with about five or six scenes. And I mean, I can't do all these numbers off the top of my head, but there's got to be 500 guest stars. Yeah. You know, there's there's been people who've come and gone in the cast, people we loved, Ruth Negga, Bill Paxton, who we miss so much, Powers Booth, who we miss so much, Edward James Olmos. I mean, the list goes on and on. And our core people, Luke Mitchell, Brett Dalton, yeah. you know, it's a lot of sad, sad moments. And and yet, it's been an amazing ride. It's been an amazing, sometimes exhausting ride. My daughter was moved by the hundred of it all. She's just turned 16. Yeah. And she's grown up, you know, with Chloe and Elizabeth and Ian and everybody kind of being siblings to her. And um, she wanted to watch a little of the pilot. And so we did, and I just... It seemed like other people from another time, just completely different. And the show really started out in one place. And the journey has been so extensive. And one of the things I love about the show is that Jed Whedon and Marissa Tancheron Whedon and Jeff Bell and all of our great writers, they've never said, okay, good, that's it, it's done, and started to focus on other projects. They reinvent it. Even when something works as magnificently as the three kind of miniseries pods last year of the LMDs, the Frameworks, and Ghost Rider, we ended up with the Framework, this matrixy alternate world where people got to do all kinds of stuff you don't get to do. I got to be a guy who didn't know he was ever involved with S.H.I.E.L.D. It was kind of sweet. Too. Who was a nerdy science yeah. teacher who made his own soap because he remembered, because of Tahiti, he remembered stuff about the other world and everyone thought he was crazy. Yeah which was just brilliant, in my opinion, and um, writing. And uh, so to have something end like that that was so critically adored, and then to go, yeah, well, that's over. (laughs) Guess what? You're in space. (laughs) You're in space, and I guess we can say now you're in the future, and there's going to be Cree, and even the stuff that's about to come down the pipe that people haven't seen yet is... I just love that about it. So you can't even keep up with all the shifts and the changes. Mm-hmm. And I guess my deepest, fondest memories are really 
there's always been this bizarre thing where, for me, my experience, <laughs> and I, you know, I'm not one of those actors who kind of can't get out of character, but there's a way where Coulson and I, there's this weird, scary <laughs> synergy where, you know, I noticed, I was like, I've had a great run. I really, I was so thrilled by what Joss Whedon wrote in The Avengers that I, I didn't have a lot of like, I'd much rather have these incredible death scenes and this death scene than, you know, bring the Hulk coffee for seven more movies. And then it came the day to do those sad scenes. And I was like, I'm a mess. I don't want to stop being this guy. I love this guy. And it's been like that throughout. When um, Sam showed up, Sam Jackson, and, you know, brought me my gun from the Avengers at the end of season one and wiped out Garrett. We wiped out Garrett and said that I was an Avenger. I was like... I couldn't talk the whole day. I was, <laughs> Phil Coulson and I were having a hard time. And uh, so the, the same thing is true for the show. This group of people who've been together and gone on this journey that started off scary and what are we doing on TV and how are we going to do this kind of thing on TV and is it going to be episodic or is are we going to be like the comics where the story continues and how much are they going to let us use from the comics And it's been this really bonding, amazing ride. And the people that they hired in our crew, in our cast, have this, we've all been on this journey together and we're all agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And we're all really tight. You know, we've really seen each other's dark moments and we still laugh and love each other. And that doesn't happen all the time. People probably hear it a lot on a press kit, but it, <laughs> it, in this case, it's really real, you know? And it's been an amazing, amazing uh, adventure. And I'm so proud of the crew and the cast who care so much. I've already talked about the writers who care so much that there's no day where you show up and like, oh, we're just explaining the aliens today. Everybody's trying to find a way to raise it all the time. And that's a rare, rare environment. And it's been really, such a thrill, friends of mine who know, you know, the rigors of doing 22 episodes of a one-hour action thing, and then you add visual effects and wire fights and stuff like that. Are like, oh my god, you okay with doing another season? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm a little tired, but it's really fun. Yeah, you know, no, it's good. I'm glad it's still fun. And then this season, you got to direct an episode. I did, um, which is, you know, it's not the first thing you've directed, but is it different for you directing? television and also directing people who you have such constant history and relationships and does that change the way you approach that kind of work yeah i'm sitting back because now we're talking about me as a director (laughs) i'm glad you asked that (laughs) um you know you've put your finger on one of the things it's it's very different yeah i directed two independent features that i wrote and that i worked on for years to put together and they were very indie film and one of them had a few little visual effects, but this was a whole different ballgame. And it's one of the reasons why they mentioned it to me, I think season two and three and four. Are you interested? And I said, mm, I'm good. I mean, uh, maybe someday, but I didn't, on the one hand, I didn't see how I could possibly, you know, when you direct an episode, you prep for one episode beforehand, and then you direct the episode, and then you're in post with the editing yeah. and stuff afterwards for another episode. So I didn't know how that I could get that done and not neglect my regular work. Sure. And 
they said, you know, Jeff Bell and Jen Mo said, we think this would be a good year to do it. There's an episode that you're light in. And we would put it uh, around that. And I said, okay, let's do it. Let's do it. And, and I've been watching the directors within, you know, the back of my mind. Like, could I do this? It's so different. And would I really, the other part is what you said, which is, do I really want to take a few steps across a boundary? which is when I'm acting with people, we may collaborate and we may talk about what each other are doing in terms of how we can work together. But to actually direct one of your fellow actors, that's a big trust exercise, on their part especially. Sure. And I was nervous about doing that. They were all incredibly cool about it and very like, we want you to. We want you to do one of these. And uh and and still, it made me really nervous. It wasn't like anything I'd done. The schedule, the schedule's very fast on an indie, <laughs> but it was 25 days to do a 90-minute film, and this is eight days, maybe nine, to do a 40-minute film, yeah. you know, and um, a 50, really, you know, because you don't use it all. Yeah. And so it was kind of terrifying. And Gary Brown, our amazing producer, who also directs episodes and directs a lot of the fight stuff, he called me early on and said, okay, I'm seeing the outline, starting to see when this is going to be. It looks like it's going to be this episode, and I just, don't worry. We got you. We do this all the time. We're going to bring you through this process in a way where you get to take charge, but we will make it really easy for you. And I just went, okay, thanks for making that call. Thanks for making that call. And they did. And from Jeff and Jed and Mo, especially Jeff, Jeff kind of shepherded me. He's He's really worked on a lot of television shows and really was amazing. It's kind of, here's what you need to think about. Here's what you need to know. Is there a lot of stuff that is, like, when he's saying, here's what you have to think about, here's what you have to know, that really is very different from directing a longer feature? Well, they do a thing called a tone meeting, which is funny, where they tell the directors when they come in, here's who Fitz is, here's who Coulson is. (laughs) Here's Fitz likes, you know, Ian likes coffee, you know what I mean? Like, you know, he's like, he might be a little jangly in the morning. That's not true about Ian. He's never jangly. And he doesn't like coffee that much. But they kind of prep you and like, here's what the show is. Here's who the Cree are. So that was a short meeting for me. But we do talk about, you know, here's what we do in our show. Here's the way, the the style, the mood. Mm -hmm. And, you know, here's how the VFX works. How am I going to do this when there's a big fight scene here and there's a an element that won't be there yet. Mm-hmm. It was two huge fight scenes in my, in my episode. And that wasn't something I had a lot of experience with. So luckily our incredible uh, VFX team, Mark Kolpak and his crew, and our stunts team, Tanner Gill and Stunts Unlimited, they, they were really amazing about letting me come in and help design the fights and explain to me, here's how this is gonna come in later. And it, it's really, they're amazing. I ended up being so blown away with a lot of the people I don't get to spend that much time sure. with, our incredible production designer and our editors, Kelly Stuyvesant. There's so many people I didn't get to see the level of their contribution. It's, it's kind of ideal because it ended up being a, a three-week boot camp in doing a mini Marvel movie. And there was a lot of visual effects yeah. and... Spoiler alert, there's a little bit of an origin story Mm. in this where someone maybe gets powers. And 
It's all in space and it's all in the future. And they made it so incredibly easy for me, as did the cast who just, I ended up having such an incredible time with them getting to kind of like, what if we try this? What do we just yeah. get to play? Sure. We got to play. And I, it's a different thing for me to have to be there from the first scene in the day. I have to do that a couple times an episode yeah. to the end of the day. This was every day, every scene. I was like, oh, I have to stay for this scene too, don't I? <laughs> Some of the scenes where I was acting, I could not get. I don't know how anyone works with Clark Gregg. Is all I can say is <laughs> that guy's a pain in the ass. Um, and really hard to get a good, come on, is this what you're going to bring? It ended up being such an incredible experience. And I really, I'm, I'm just, I, if I'm effusive, it's just because I was so grateful that I felt so taken care of by my family. And I'm, I'm really happy with how the episode yeah. turned out. I haven't seen every bit of it now, but every day when I'm on the set, and we're doing like 5, 12, 5, 13 right now, um, that's season five, episode 12 and 13. And every, once, and every time I see Mark Kolpak, I just grab him and, what do you have? What do you have for my episode? He's like, oh, we've got this new thing in. And he just, he'll show me the bits and it's just coming together magnificently. So I'm really proud of it. I'm really proud of the work. It's really amazing stuff for everybody there. But there's really, as I said, there's this cool origin story. There's amazing stuff, especially for Ian, Elizabeth, and Chloe in this episode, and I'm very excited for people to see it because it, uh, thanks to the people here, it kind of went better than I could have possibly hoped. So you filmed those eight days. What was that like for you? So you, you now you're also doing double duty because you have another episode you're filming and you're dealing with the post-production? How does that work? Or is there less It was an unusual thing. Well, actually, we went to New York in the middle of it to go oh. show the footage at New York Comic Con sure. at Madison Square Garden. and. And luckily, that was the time that Kelly needed to just piece yeah. it together. I mean, I you know, piece it together. I walked in and I went, oh, okay. Well, I have a few little things, but wow. You you know, that worked out really well. Nice. That's yeah. good. So you mentioned origin stories. What is your origin story with Marvel Comics? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had to think about it a lot because I new pieces of it came. My family moved a lot, and I remember there was one move, maybe two, where where we had this long car ride in the back of a station wagon. And my, my dad bought up, me and my brother, comics. And he brought my brother iron, a couple of Iron Mans and he bought me Iron Fist because I was really into Kung Fu and Bruce Lee back then. And um, still am. And we swapped them and I was hooked. And I was hooked. And I remember we, we, you know, whenever we moved, the comics came with me. And I, I was also really into sci-fi. So this season's really fun for me. I had as many... You know, sci-fi, Edgar Rice Burroughs, Isaac Asimov, Ray Bradbury books, as I did comics. But uh, my mom sent me a, a box of my stuff, God knows, eight or nine years ago. And there was my own Iron Fist comic that I had drawn, nice. which oh. stole a lot from the original drawer of it. And a bunch of Warlock stuff that I, because I was obsessed with Jim Starlin, who I've now gotten to meet. And I have awesome. had lunch with a couple of times because he was just a hero of mine. That is fantastic. In the comics nowadays, Agent Coulson has made the transition into the comics, and he's been in a bunch of books. This is a sore subject right now a little bit. Yeah, I was going to say, I wanted, <laughs> wanted to know if you knew what happened to, oh, to Do I know? Yeah. Yes, I know. He's, is he still dead? Currently. That's the way things, I mean, you know, that, that's a fair. I mean, I had to kind of stop dead. looking at him because, I look, I've done, I've done the dead thing. Yeah. I, I'll do it again when they need me to, but I know that he was killed, and Evil Cap was involved. 
Yeah. You but know it wasn't Evil Cap. He didn't kill me, did he? Deadpool did. Deadpool, that's right. Yeah. It also bummed me out because I love Deadpool so much. It bums Deadpool <laughs> out. It, it, it's good because there's pathos to it. But yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Martial arts. What was your favorite martial arts movie growing up? Enter the Dragon. But then when I lived in, I moved to New York when I was 19 and I lived there for a lot of years. And even when I was attempting maturity, still haven't pulled that one off. On Sundays, they had Fist of Fury Theater and there would be, you know, Sonny Chiba, all just, you name it, any of the great Hong Kong stars, they would have them on and really spectacular dubbing. We would always, (laughs) we want some more wine and some beef. (laughs) And my friends and I would always, what was the best line out of this week's movie? We want the golden Buddha. (laughs) Yeah, so those were the ones I watched. Do you practice? I do. I've been, um, I was about to do a movie called Spartan, God knows, about 14, 13 years ago uh, for my friend David Mamet. And he said, you got to come, this guy's a, he's a secret service guy, but he's more than that. And, you know, I've been doing this martial art called Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. He would know this. And I was like, do I get to do some of this in the movie? And he was like, well, no, but he would know this. And so he <laughs> took me down to this incredible Brazilian uh, Jiu-Jitsu salon called Street Sports in Santa Monica with Renato Magno. And, uh, and I started doing it. And it's, it's been 15 years. I do it every chance I get. If I'm lucky, I get in there twice a week because of our schedule. But uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful, it's, it's a lifestyle as much as it is a martial art. It's just an incredible form of exercise where you're dealing with tremendous exertion and stress. And to be any good at it, you have to stay relaxed. Which, to wire your brain to do it's that. It's the ultimate paradox, yeah. Wow. Have you ever used any of that for Coulson? Has he ever busted out any? Well, Tanner and the various incredible stunt guys, David Wald right now, uh, who designed the fights, they know that I love it. It's hard to do it. It's it's very, very effective in real life. Mm -hmm. And it's less cinematic than some of the striking, kicking stuff. So we throw some in here and there just very quickly on the fly. And I will say that in this, in one of the tremendous fights that's in episode 506, Season five, episode six, my episode. Uh, you will find probably a little bit more extended jujitsu experience yeah. in that fight. And uh, my pal and one of my coaches, Adam Gordonier, came in and helped us. And Tanner was very nice about letting him come in and do some incredible little jujitsu flurry in the middle of that fight. That's awesome. Do you want to do more on Shield directing, or do you feel like you got that out, or is it something you just feel like? You know, no, I'd love to, you know, yeah, I didn't, you uh, now I'd love to do another one. If, you know, as I say, it has to be kind of set up in a way where it doesn't kill me. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, really, I, I loved it much more than I even imagined. That's awesome. Yeah, it was fun. Your daughter, she just turned 16, right? Yeah, last happy, week. Happy birthday to her, Tyler. Thank from, you. From this week of Marvel, we say happy birthday. Thank you, I will tell her that. Um, her name's Stella. Stella. And she's amazing. Yes. I find that so cool that she's growing up with the cast, they know her, but how does she view your work? How does she view, you know, you as this, you're an action hero? You know, when she was young, she didn't, she, you know, she wasn't too into this stuff at first because God knows when I started doing it, I think she was a little more interested in like Ariel or the the princesses from our parent company. Yeah. And uh, and I would, you know, it was fun for me. Eventually she, once she got to know Chloe and Elizabeth and Ming, she would want to watch. She started to want to watch the show and then she kind of got hooked. And when she started to see that, oh, these Women on this show aren't girlfriends. They're the most powerful scientist on the show. And this one's got powers and mm-hmm. she's a warrior. Yeah. And 
I, then I liked that she was watching it. And she, like many young girls and young women now, have grown up with the show, seeing the, this kind of strongest females and most diverse cast yeah. in comic book TV world. And so for a while she would watch the show and I would like it when I would be in, in Jeopardy because all of a sudden she would snuggle in here. Less happening of that now that she's 16. But she's really into the show and the only problem is she... She is the one person who's able to beat the spoilers out of me, and she really <laughs> wants them. Why? Who was that guy? Who was that guy who just came through here? That guy, we haven't seen him before. That's the guy who, no, stop it. God, I can't. Sounds like my wife. Yeah. She's the same way, because she knows that I know a lot of the things, and I'm just like, no, just watch the show. Enjoy the story. Yes, why, Yeah, you're going to find out maybe by the end of this episode. Yeah. I can't wait that long. <laughs> so I keep thinking of the Tahiti stuff, and when they showed you with your head opened up. How did she handle that? that I don't think she out. watched that. Okay. I don't think she could handle that, yeah. so I don't think we showed her that. Yeah. She did go back and watch some of that stuff. I don't, I don't think it bothered her. I think she'd like to see that happen to me more often <laughs> sometimes. But the, uh, I'll tell you, there was one, and she so she was about 10 or 11 or 12. There was an episode where we had found the clairvoyant. This was before the reveal of Hydra, right before the reveal of Hydra. Where Brad Dourif, the incredible Brad Dourif, was there in a comatose state, and his voice was coming from a computer, and it was very scary, and it freaked her out, and she had nightmares about it, and she she checked out for a while on that. <laughs> it just got a I, little much. I bet. So we're in a room here. We we did uh, the Women of Marvel did a podcast with Elizabeth Henstridge a little while ago, and she said she walks into some rooms on set. And they change and, you know, they're used in different ways, but she gets PTSD because this is the room for her where she was, she went through the monolith and then, you know, she landed on the planet. Do you get those types of- In this room? In in this room specifically, she said. It was, I guess, obviously dressed differently at that point. Oh. But- Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) You're looking around like, okay. I was like, how did she go to the monolith from here? Yeah, we all have rooms that traumatize us. Yeah. I can tell you right where that Tahiti stuff, please let me die, please let me die. Where that was shot, that was not far from this space. I have to say again, uh, it's just so miraculous the way that they have used this versions of a plane. We had our bus, it got blown up, we got the Zephyr One, and the way that they've managed to use a lot of similar spaces physically and redress them mm-hmm. and change them completely. So you sometimes I actually walk around and go, wait, oh, this used to be my office. Now it's a Cree warlord's palace. I don't know how they do it. Yeah, we've got a real warm spot. We love our home. We love our little studio that we come to. It's, we feel lucky to be working in Los Angeles. A lot of productions get moved to Canada or Atlanta, and it was something that Joss and myself were really hoping we could work out, and ABC was cool enough to let us, which was to shoot here in Los Angeles where the crews, a lot of the crews live. And so we've all gotten to be around and see our kids grow up. A lot of my friends see the kids on weekends because they shoot yeah. elsewhere. That's a bummer. But all in all, five years plus, we're doing this show. Thank you. I know our fans. I got to thank keep- you. You guys have really been, you know, just the amazing and deep, deep dives that you guys do. Really, have you been along for the ride all along? And it's really been great to feel your support behind us. Thanks. I, I was actually, I was thinking about that. We were talking about where the pilot was shot and how it was on, I think it was Universal Studios. Way the back, city. The, yeah, the city lot. And then there would be pauses because there would be a tour going by. I was hiding out in like a building, a second floor of a building watching you guys shoot. And then there would be like a train, everybody would stop, 
because they would be looky loos <laughs> and there would be noises or the Jurassic Park music would be playing back. And I just from there to where we are now, it's just been it's been phenomenal. Yeah, it's been really cool. Again, can't can't say it enough times. It's really amazing how they've managed to evolve this show continually and have it just you know, at least according to the fans, get better and better every year. I really think the writers don't get enough credit for that. Yeah, well, all of you guys, it's been phenomenal. Good Thanks. ride, really excited. Episode 506, season five, episode six. I, I hear it's like very quickly in the new year. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, someone, the on. first episode after the new year, so that'll be great. And then plenty more to come. Really excited. Clark, thanks for joining us. Thank you, and thanks to the coolest fans anyone ever had. This is Marvel, your universe.